Good morning, the members of Faith Lutheran Church welcome you to the 8 o'clock broadcast of our worship service from the Faith Ministry Center Sanctuary. Today is Pentecost Sunday, Rethink Summer Series, Lies We Believe. Leading the liturgy this morning is Reverend Adam Bridgman. Preaching this morning is Reverend Dan Taves. To access today's worship folder online, go to our website, www.faithboxvalley.org, and find downloads. Then click on the square with the cloud for traditional worship service, folder May 28th, 2023. We join the service already in progress. get into our, our summer hours where things change a little bit and I uh, want to welcome you and everyone joining us on the radio and, and via live stream as we celebrate Pentecost, the promise of the Holy Spirit as Jesus has now ascended into heaven. He promised to send a helper and that helper arrives today and we'll talk about that and unravel that a little bit in our message. Um, a few announcements, actually there's only one announcement and it's pretty exciting. Uh, it's moving mulch. We need volunteers to help move mulch right here at FMC. I want to read the announcement so I don't get the details messed up. On June 4th, from 1 to 4, we will be moving 20 yards of mulch around the Faith Ministry Center. If you're able to help, uh, please either just show up or contact Dave Warner. So that is, as we get into summertime, the announcements get smaller and smaller. And when I'm the guy doing the announcements, that's always a great thing. So, um, so I invite you as you're able to please rise. And we begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. On the last day and greatest day of the Feast of Tabernacles, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. By this he meant the Spirit, whom, who, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given, since Jesus had not yet been glorified. Come, Holy Spirit, and kindle in us the fire of your love. When the Counselor comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me, and you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. Come, Holy Spirit, and kindle in us the fire of your love. I have much more to say to you, more than you can bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. 
He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said, the Spirit will take from what is mine and make it known to you. Come, Holy Spirit, and kindle in us the fire of your love. Our opening hymn this morning comes from Lutheran Service Book 503. O day full of grace, O day full of grace that now we see appearing on earth's horizon. Bring light from, bringing light from all of our God that we may be replete, replete in his joy this season. God shine for us now in this day, dark place. Your name on our hearts embezzling.
Today marks the birthday of the church when the Holy Spirit visits the apostles to inspire them to spread the gospel all over the world. We too are marked as disciples of Christ by the Holy Spirit when we are baptized with water and the word of God. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that, having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. Though we are all sons and daughters of God by baptism and through faith in Christ Jesus, our flesh is weak, and we cannot rid ourselves of our sinful condition. It is through repentance that daily a new person is to come forth and rise up to live before God in righteousness and purity. Together as God's children, let us take refuge in his infinite mercy and seek his forgiveness for the sake of Christ. Most merciful God, we confess that we are in bondage to sin and cannot free ourselves. We are reluctant to act on all that the Holy Spirit reveals as truth, and we sometimes choose to go our own way. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, and use us with your Spirit. Kindle in us the fire of your love, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. In the mercy of Almighty God, Christ Jesus was given to die for us, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of our risen and triumphant Lord Jesus Christ, and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks be to God. The peace of the Lord be with you. And also with you. Now take your moment to share God's peace with those around you. As the congregation is reaching out to each other, I'd like to at this time for all of our radio and internet listeners offer peace be with you as a sign of reconciliation and of the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace.
Heavenly Father, we thank you for sending the Holy Spirit upon your church to renew us, inspire us, and guide us as witnesses to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Come, Holy Spirit, and kindle in us the fire of your love, and embolden our faith, and in that faith give us power and work through us to seek and save the lost. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, since I didn't detect any little ones in our, in our midst this, uh, this morning, we're going to just go on to our readings. And our first reading comes from Numbers chapter 11. So Moses went out and told the people what the Lord had said. He brought together 70 of their elders and had them stand around the tent. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke with them. And he took of the spirit that was on him and put the spirit on the 70 elders. When the spirit rested on them, they prophesied, but they did not do so again. However, two, two men whose names were Eldad and Medad had remained in the camp. They were listed among the elders, but did not go into the tent. Yet the spirit also rested on them, and they prophesied in the camp. A young man ran and told Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. Joshua, son of Nun, who had been Moses' aide since youth, spoke up and said, Moses, my Lord, stop them. But Moses replied, are you jealous for my sake? I wish that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit on them. Then Moses and the elders of Israel returned to the camp. This is the word of the Lord. And our second reading comes from Acts, the account of Pentecost. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like a rush of a violent wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. A fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthenians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya, belonging to Cyrene and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, 
They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days, I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness, and the moon to blood, before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us confess the faith with which we have been gifted by the power of the Holy Spirit as it is proclaimed in the third article of the Apostles' Creed. I believe believe in the the Holy Holy Spirit, Spirit, the Holy Holy Christian Church, Church, the the communion of saints, saints, the forgiveness forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. What does this mean? I believe that I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. In the same way, he calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. In this Christian church, he daily and richly forgives all my sins and the sins of all believers. On the last day, he will raise me and all the dead and give eternal life to me and all believers in Christ. This is most certainly true. Well, grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus, the risen Christ. Well, happy birthday, church, as we celebrate Pentecost today. We'll have a wonderful opportunity to talk about this gift that God poured out on that first Pentecost, the gift of the Holy Spirit. And it's the same gift that God continues to pour out to each and every one of us every day. If you pull out your little rose-colored insert, you'll see the theme for the word today is the Holy Spirit, your personal guidance counselor. Well, friends, as we begin, I would like for you just to imagine that you are somehow found yourselves in an uncharted jungle, in the middle of the jungle, and you are given a choice of three tools. You could either have a compass or a map or a personal guide. What would you choose? Well, that's a no-brainer, isn't it? You would take the personal guide. 
Well, I want you to think about this. The rest of your life, whether it's five years or 50 years, right? The rest of your life is uncharted territory. Fortunately, God has said to you, he has made a promise to you this Pentecost. He said, I want to give you a guide, a personal guidance counselor to get through whatever it is that life throws at you. In John 16, this is a verse in the front of your outlines, this beautiful promise from Jesus himself. He said, I will send the comforter to you, and when the Holy Spirit who is truth comes, he will guide you. That's a promise from God himself, that as you go through life, Jesus is going to send you the guidance counselor who will guide you. See, the moment you became a believer, God put his Holy Spirit into your heart and into your life. And he does all kinds of different things, the Holy Spirit. But today I just want to focus on this, how the Holy Spirit guides us and gives us direction for the rest of our lives. And the reason this works so well is today we're beginning a, a new summer sermon series called The Lies We Believe. Every weekend this summer we're going to talk about a lie that we hear in our world or a lie that the devil whispers in our ear or a lie that we hear on social media or a lie that our own sinful self tells us. We're going to look at these lies and see how damaging they are to our lives as believers. But in the midst of those lies, we have a personal guidance counselor who leads us and guides us to the truth. And this is good news. On your outline, Psalm 32, verse 8 says, I will instruct you and guide you along the best pathway for your life. I'll advise you, said God, and watch your progress. If you're making notes on your outline, just circle these three words, instruct, guide, and advise. Did you hear God's promise to you? God said, listen, I'm not going to leave you alone in this jungle, this uncharted jungle. I'm going to be with you to instruct you, to guide you, and to advise you. And if you do that, God said, I'll help you along the best pathway for your life. Just think how much easier life would be if we would just follow the guidance counselor, follow the guide, follow the Holy Spirit, instead of following our own desires or what the world says we need. Think of all the mistakes in our past that we could have avoided if we would have followed God's will instead of some other will or purpose. Well, that's what I want to go with you today. How can we plug into this gift of the Holy Spirit that guides us through life? Last verse that I printed on the top there from Galatians 5.16 says that we are to live by following the Spirit. That's the goal here, that, that as we work through things today that we'll see how we can live our lives by following God's Holy Spirit. So that begs the question, doesn't it? God wants to guide, God wants to lead, so how does he do it in our lives? How does the Holy Spirit guide us? Well, on your outline, you can fill in this first blank. The first thing he does is by helping us remember what God has already said. Fill that in your blank. The Holy Spirit helps us remember what God has already told us. The fact is, God has already told us just about everything we need for life. 
You know, some people are, are waiting for God's will to be written in the sky. Do you know what? God's already written his will for you. Not in the sky, but in a book called the Bible. It's there. All you have to do is open it up. The Bible is God's will for your life. It's his compass, his map. The Bible has no shelf life. In other words, it does no good on your shelf. Right? You have to open it up. You have to read it. And when you do, you'll find God's will. God's will is found in God's word. So the more I read God's word, the better I'll understand God's will. Do you see this? Pretty simple, right? Read God's word. So God wants us to understand this word, and he gives us the Holy Spirit that reminds us of the word of what God has already said. Look at the verse from John 14, 26. It says, The Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will remind you of everything I have said to you. You know, we need a lot of reminders, don't we? I need a lot of reminders. I do. And the older I get, the more reminders I need. Are you feeling that as well? Right? So God has sent us this Holy Spirit reminder. Has it ever happened to you when you're just like, you know, walking around and something happens and a verse pops in your head or a word of God just springs to mind? It happens to me all the time. I'll be talking to someone on the phone and a word of God will come to mind that I share. Or I'll be talking with someone, I go, how can I help this person? What can I give this person right now? And a, and a verse of scripture will come to mind. You know, that's not me. That's God's Holy Spirit that lives in me, who is reminding me of the things that I've read, the things that I've studied, the things that I've learned in my life in studying the scriptures. So step one is to read the word of God so that you know it. And step two is to listen to the Holy Spirit as he reminds you of the things that you need to know as he guides you through life. All right, so how does the Holy Spirit guide? He re helps us remember the things that God has already said in his word. Second, how does the Holy Spirit guide us? By inspiring ideas in our mind. By inspiring ideas. Listen to this, right? When the devil gives you an idea, we call it temptation. When God gives you an idea, we call it inspiration. Do you see the difference? Both are suggesting ideas, and now we have to be wise to choose what's right and what's wrong. People will often ask me, does, does God speak to you audibly? Like, does God ever speak in a voice? And I'll say, no, I don't think I've ever heard God audibly speak into my ear. But he speaks to me all the time through his word and through these promptings and ideas in my life. I believe that God speaks to us all the time. You know, there's a myth that says that God only speaks to the superstars, the Abrahams and the Moseses and the Martin Luthers and the Pastor Adams, right? <laughs> but no, he speaks to all of us all the time. God has a desire and a will to speak to us for we all would hear him. Look at the verse I printed from Job 33. It says, God speaks again and again in dreams and visions, causing them to change their minds and keeping them from pride and keeping them from falling into some trap. Has God ever changed your mind? 
Do you think? I bet it's happened all the time. God leads you in a different direction. Have you ever just had a decision to make and you say to yourself, that's probably not a good way to go? That's God. That's the Holy Spirit, the guidance counselor, who's leading you in the path and the direction that he wants you to go. He inspires these beautiful ideas in our minds and helps us believe and understand where we should go. So how does the Holy Spirit guide? He, rem he helps us remember, and he gives us these ideas, these thoughts, these promptings. So next, how can we then receive that guidance? If that's his plan to remind us and to give us these ideas, how do we make ourselves open to receive them? Let's look at a few things. Number one, we need to just ask for it. <laughs> Write it in your outline. You need to ask for it. Look at the verse from Psalm 27, 11. David said, Lord, teach me your ways and guide me in doing what is right. In other words, we need to be open to God's direction and to his instructions. We need to be teachable, ready to receive what God speaks to us. Whether we like it or not, whether it's easier or not, whether it challenges us or not, we need to be ready for whatever the Holy Spirit gives us to listen and follow. You know, I was watching uh, Zipping Through the TV the other day. Do you ever do this? Just channel surf, you know, until something catches your mind? And I stopped on an old rerun of Home, um, Home Improvement. Remember that show? Right? Tim, the tool guy. And he and his wife were taking a, a trip to a wedding. I don't know if you've seen this one. And he got lost. Now, is Tim ever going to stop and ask directions? No way in the world. He just kept stubbornly going in where he was until he ended up in a different state and actually missed the wedding altogether. Why is it so hard for us to ask for directions? Uh, correction. Why is it so hard for men to ask for directions? <laughs> Why? Because maybe we think we can just figure it out on our own. Maybe we think it's a sign of weakness if we have to ask. Maybe we think we've got this under control and we'll figure it out and we can handle that. Usually whenever I say that, I'm heading down a path of destruction. Instead, God says, just ask. David said, ask. Just God, teach me your ways. God, guide me in the way that you want for me. Not my will, but your will be done. And the way you need to do that is just be specific and ask. Don't just ask these general things, God, be with me today, but ask for help. Ask for help in your marriage. Ask for help in your finances. Ask for help in how to deal with that guy at work that drives you crazy. Ask for help with your kids. Ask for help about what you need to do at church and how you can use your life to make a difference in the world. Ask, says God, and be ready for he will send the guidance counselor to lead. So how do we receive it? First, we ask. Now, just take a guess what number two is going to be. Expect it. Right? Expect it. If you ask for something from God, you better expect that God's going to deliver. Look at this beautiful verse in the bottom of your outline from James 1.6. It says, God is always ready to give a bountiful supply of wisdom to all who ask. But when you ask him, be sure that you really expect him to tell you. Isn't that a great verse? In other words, if you pray for rain, what should you bring with you when you walk out the door? 
an umbrella. Have you heard this before? Right? If you pray for something, if you ask for something, you need to trust that God is going to deliver, that he's going to give you what is right and good for you. Sometimes we don't ask because we really don't want to hear. God says, ask and trust the one who is giving it. Trust the guidance counselor that he will give you only what is right, only what is good, only what is God's will. So first, ask for it. Second, expect it. Flip your outline. Number three, read for guidance. Read. Uh, I'm notorious for putting things together without reading the instructions. And what really makes my wife Kelly nervous is when there are all these extra parts afterwards. <laughs> Why is it that we just don't read the instructions first? Why does that happen? Why don't we just save us some time and some pain and frustration and just read the instructions? I don't know. Human nature, thinking we can do it ourselves, I don't know. Psalm 119 verse 19 says, I'm a pilgrim here on earth and I need a map and your commands are my chart and guide. We need the instructions. Have you ever heard the word for Bible, B-I-B-L-E? Stands for basic instructions before leaving earth. Bible. That's, see, God's instruction book. His basic instructions for us are the Bible, the word of God. So we need to read it so that we can understand it and God can guide us. So we ask for it, we expect it, we read it, and finally, point number four, we need to wait for it. Wait for it. Here's what I mean by that. Sometimes the biggest problem we have in not hearing God's talking to us and leading and guiding us is because we're in such a hurry. God is trying to call us, he's, he's trying to speak to us, but all he gets is a busy number because we're too busy, you see? God can't get my attention because I've got too much on my agenda. God, if you really want to talk to me, would you please just make an appointment on my outlook and maybe we'll figure out a time where we can make this happen. That's not the way the Lord rolls. It's not the way the Holy Spirit, the guidance counselor, leads us. Instead, we need to just relax and listen and wait for God to speak and to work and to guide in his time and his way. See, here's what happens when we try and figure it out on our own, on our own timetable. The, the verse I printed from Isaiah 50, it says, some of you want to light your own fires and make your own light. <laughs> so go walk and trust your own light to guide you. But this is what you'll receive, a place of pain. There's some wisdom in that verse, isn't it? God says, okay, you want to ignore me? You want to do your own thing? Go ahead, light your own fires. Do your own thing. Walk into your own pain. That's what happens when we get in a hurry. Now instead, God says, stop and listen and let me work in my time in my way. It's interesting, isn't it, how people are so desperate to hear about a plan or a direction in their lives that they'll turn to the craziest things for guidance. People turn to psychic hotlines. They consult tea leaves in the bottom of their cup, tarot cards, horoscopes, all of these foolish, crazy things to guide or lead them. They light their own fires. Instead, God says, no, how about just listening to me? 
listening to me, I will lead you to a place of health and purpose and meaning, not to a place of pain. So what does work instead of these crazy things? How about this? Trusting in a God who loves you so much, so unconditionally, that he sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, to die for your sins, to show you what the love of God really looks like and the depths that he would go to prove it to you. When we rely on that Christ, when we rely on that gift, he says, not only do I give you this, grace and forgiveness and eternal life, but I will also guide you through life. I will not leave you alone. So ask for it, expect it, read it, wait for it, and watch how God leads and guides you through his Holy Spirit every day. God bless you, people of God, this Pentecost, as your personal guidance counselor is with you every day. Amen. Well, at this time, we'll say thank you to God for all that he has done for us and all that he has given us by the giving of our offerings. As the ushers come forward with the baskets, let me thank you for your giving. You know, these are the gifts that we use here at Faith Church to lift up the name of Jesus Christ in our world so that everyone will follow him instead of their own ways. So thank you for joining us on that mission, and thank you for your giving. Our offering to him this morning it is Creator, Spirit, Heavenly Dove. Creator, Spirit, Heavenly Dove, descend upon us from above with graces manifold restore your creatures as they were before.
you to rise. Blessed are you, O God, ruler of heaven and earth. Day by day you shower us with your blessings. And you have raised us to new life in Christ, put us glad and generous hearts, ready to praise you and to respond to those in need. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Gathered in the name of Jesus, let us turn to our Heavenly Father and pray for the church, the world, and all people according to their needs. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending the Holy Spirit to be our counselor and guide throughout our lives. By your power, open our hearts and minds to your eternal truths and holy will, and enable us to be your ambassadors in this troubled world. Come, Holy Spirit. And hear our prayer. Gracious Father, thank you for the gift of children and the joy that they bring to our families. Help us to nurture them, train them, and teach them according to your ways. By your faithful and loving hand, bless our high school and college graduates, 
as they begin a new chapter and discover their calling in life. Come, Holy Spirit, and hear our prayer. Loving Lord, thank you for times of refreshment and relaxation during this busy life. As we begin summer and enjoy all the opportunities your creation provides for us, help us to remain fixed on your eternal purposes and firmly grounded in your word. Come, Holy Spirit, and hear our prayer. Faithful God, thank you for blessing your church with talented and passionate church workers. Guard and protect all those who preach and teach, lead worship, administer the sacraments, and minister to the body of Christ. By your spirit, draw new students to our Christian colleges and seminaries so that the body of Christ may continue to be strengthened and nourished for generations to come. Come, Holy Spirit, and hear our prayer. Holy Comforter, thank you for the peace that transcends all our understanding, especially when we struggle in this broken world. By your grace, rescue us from our valleys of suffering and despair and keep our eyes fixed on your faithfulness and love. Grant comfort and peace to all those who mourn the passing of a loved one, especially in our prayers this morning. Remember the families of Robert Laurie and Pat Kishorek, who were both called to their heavenly homes this past week. We ask you to be with their families and lift them up. Provide the lonely with new opportunities of friendship and enable us to be your messengers of love and compassion to those around us. Come, Holy Spirit, and hear our prayer. Compassionate God, thank you for nurses, doctors, therapists, and other healthcare workers who use their gifts to restore and maintain our health. Grant relief to all those who struggle with mental and physical illness those who are undergoing testing for unknown health issues, those who are recovering, and those who are scheduled for surgery, especially in our prayers this morning, we remember the niece of Tammy Banky for health issues. Bring them comfort and grant them healing according to your gracious will. Lord, in your mercy. And Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for the joy of marriage. For 71 years of marriage for Ken and Jeanette Nibby on May 31st, we ask that you be with them for many more years and are thankful for the years that they have and be with all couples that have made promises in your presence to each other, that you give them many years together with lives centered in you. And we also pray for all those in our ongoing prayers and those we name silently in our hearts. Into your hands, O oh Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And we're bold to pray as Jesus taught us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, and thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Jesus promised his followers then and now 
The Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Go therefore in Christ's peace and share the good news. We will. Thanks be to God. Our closing hymn this morning comes from Lutheran Service Book 850. God of grace and God of glory. God of grace and God of glory. On your people pour your power. Crown the ancient church's story. Bring its bud to glorious floor. Grant us wisdom. Grant us courage. For the facing of this hour. For the facing of this hour.
We thank you for joining us for today's worship service from the Faith Ministry Center of Faith Lutheran Church. All the members of Faith Lutheran Church invite you to join us for any of our worship services. We would enjoy sharing the time with you. For Ministry Center locations, worship and education times, please visit our website at www.faithboxvalley.org or call the church office at 739-9191. Any communications regarding this broadcast can be directed to Stephen Moore, Director of Worship, Faith Lutheran Church, 601 East Glendale Avenue, Appleton, Wisconsin, 54911. Until we meet again, may the Lord bring you peace.